there we go. Oh it's shit! Important. I was I was grossly <laughs> unprepared for an actual introduction. Um, um hello, hello. <laughs> it's really so. Hi everyone, welcome to episode fourteen. Is it thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's thirteen. Let welcome, me open welcome. Spotify and search for Pod Gods Cast. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, episode twelve. <laughs> Pilfered uh, Wedding Armaments was I know, our last episode. Lost episode. Has oh, yeah, yeah, we're always... My head. Welcome to episode 13, the spooky episode. Um, Indeed. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, a month early. A month and yeah. a significant time beforehand. Um, but you know what? They're actually... That's not even that weird in Australia because, like, I feel like they put out no. stuff yeah, to yeah. shit. Mm- Literally went to the shops yesterday, and there was that much Halloween crap outside of Big W. It's um, it's ridiculous. So, what? Happy Halloween isn't late, which is uh, can I ask unexpected? Mm. When the when did Halloween become a thing? That's that's a great question. Um, I have no idea because like it's a very it's a very American. Yeah, like festival slash pastime, um, but I'm not really sure why it's a thing here in Australia because I'm pretty sure that the general consensus in the UK is like strong opposition to the concept. Oh, really? They're they anti like Halloween, as in like in in the same way that I guess similarish to how it kind of works in Australia. Like generally, though the the holiday in the UK isn't Halloween, it's um, uh, Guy Fawkes Night. Is that the 5th of November? Oh, right. Like, that's, uh, the, yeah. that's the actual kind of British holiday slash event slash festival. Right. Um, but I guess, as with anything, the kind of influence of the United States has made Halloween, I guess, take over. It feels like such an American import in Australia because yeah, I, I guess it was sort of a thing when I was a kid, but yeah. I don't. Think, but like nowhere near as much as it is now. Like it oh, was, you know. And like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's cute as fuck. Like all these kids come up in outfits. I dress up. I like to jump out and scare them. Really good, really good fun. I dressed up as a pirate one year. I dressed up as a cowboy, I think, last year. Um, I don't know if actually any kids will come around this year because who knows? Um, yeah, that's a good question. They'll have to like do e Halloween and just like <laughs> ask Amazon for sweets. Yeah, I just, yeah, you put on like an Amazon wish list and then I just send you. Yeah, yeah. But you do it through like Costco or something, so you send them like a bulk thing of Kit Kats to get nine hundred Kit Kats, and they're kind of set for the next fourteen years. Um, but yeah, yeah like that's a good idea. I'm not against Halloween. Mm. I think it's great. Mm. You know? Also, I love a good Halloween party. I feel like that was always a bit of a thing, a bit of a costume mm. party. If indeed. you know me, if you know me, you know I love a good costume. You do indeed. Um, you are very pro costume. Yeah, so I'm kind of pro Halloween becoming a thing, mm. but also. How did it become? Like, have did people decide? Okay, we're doing this, or is it something that's like, did like like Big W? Did Big W just start stocking Halloween things, and then kids see it and be like, oh yeah, this is like the thing I see on like American TV or cartoons. We should do this, and then it sort of just mm. evolved. 
because when I went around and did it as a kid, like no one ever put any decorations up. No one, like there were never any people with lollies. Most of the time people would give us one or $2 coins or they would go, no, I don't want to do this, which is risky because we literally say trick or treat. And so you have decided the trick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the best analogy though. That's like saying, die or give me all my all your money like it's not it's not a fair trade-off it is such a thing it is a weird concept the idea that you have just children go up to to your neighbor's house i guess it depends on how big you're kind of where you're taking your kids because i'm imagining you're just sort of taking them up and down your street or your block or something along those lines but like what if you're going like like a marathon like you start at nine and you're going to end at nine and you'd bring in like yeah, a shopping yeah. trolley you're trying to collect as much as you can which i respect the game um mm. but yeah, yeah i'm not sure okay so what i've done i found this very uh, excellent website called popsugar.com.au nice, nice, uh, nice after googling how did halloween start in australia right and um part of that and this was posted on the 31st of october in 2017 very cool Great date, well done. The Google Trends Graph charts the rise in Australians searching Halloween since 2004. Interesting. But I don't know if that means that it's just that's when they started tracking it or if that's actually when it started being a thing. But you know what, 2004, that's sort of when I'm a kid, so I'm like 10. Mm. And this is sort of when, you know, me and my, my younger brother would go out and we'd do stuff like this. Just me and him, it was weird. It's also like October is a weird <laughs> time to, I don't know. Um, but that makes sense to me. Uh, I get that. Like, I think Halloween, like, I know I know you said it's like related to the Guy Fawkes thing, but I also know that like the actual Halloween comes from this like Scottish or like Gaelic or Celtic Darween. Yeah, yeah. Which is like All Hallows Eve where the spirits come out and stuff like that. So I guess that's the sort of where the aesthetics of it come from. But obviously, mm. it's so Americanized and and commercialized that it's so removed from anything like that. But yeah, it's mm. uh, oh, absolutely. We are so yeah. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, the podcast is it's a neutral, thing. is neutral on Halloween. We're not pro, but we're not anti. <laughs> we leave it up to you if you wish to partake in it. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, we won't we won't come out with a uh, official stance on Halloween. Yeah, uh, we'll leave that as um, exceedingly neutral on our end. Exceedingly good idea. Anyway, mm. uh, speaking okay. of things which aren't neutral, though, Jordan, uh, the United States Supreme <laughs> Court has <laughs> undergone some nice. changes. That was good. That was good. I was wondering how you were going to bring this up. That was that was smooth because that. Because this, just so you know, this chat is planned about, you know, what we're about to talk about yeah. now, listeners. But the Halloween chat, that just fucking came out of nowhere. I don't know where, that's, where that just came from. Um, <laughs> this is the thing. We never, we never start with anything planned. And that's, that's the beauty of this podcast. Mm, and why it's people very, should yeah. listen if they haven't already started? Wait, that doesn't work. Because the only way that they'll hear that is if they're currently listening. Yeah, so listeners, force people to listen to this on the bus, yeah, yeah. playing out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no headphones, loudspeaker. Yep. If you, you know, if you're a family member, share it with other members of said family, um, mm. forcefully if needed. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. we need to pay Absolutely. for Andy's plastic surgery. Um, yeah, for yeah, his- gotta, um, 
extend my uh, upper body <laughs> by you two want, inches. You want even skinnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you oh, know what? I'm skinny though. I um I weighed myself the other day, and Fuck, you right. will never guess how much I weighed, Jordan. You're right. I wouldn't. What nine kilograms? Close. It's even better. I weigh exactly sixty nine point zero oh, kilograms. Amazing. You've actually put on a bit of weight. Nice. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I, I used to be nine kilos. That's very true. I mean, technically, all humans used to be nine kilos at some point, unless you were a <laughs> enormous baby, like a ten kilogram baby. No, no, no. Well, I was. I think I was a nine pound baby. So maybe I skipped. I might have legitimately skipped nine kilos. No, not even close. I don't know that how that works, but nine pounds is four point zero eight two kilograms. So I was even... indeed nine kilos at some point. I uh, yeah, I was a big, big pudgy baby, and I have a my mum, my poor mother is tiny, and you know, I <laughs> so have... <is> <laughs> Your mom, yeah, your mum is tiny. Your mum is, is mm. yeah. So shout out to our mums. Sorry for, <laughs> you know, probably for destroying your bodies on the way out because we're so pudgy mm. and adorable. Um, yeah, yeah. Big baby boys. Anyway, speaking of big babies, <laughs> Donald Trump, he's the president oh. of a certain country, Estados Unidos. I think it is pronounced in Spanish, the United States. Mm, indeed. He's going for an election. And one of the key things yeah, in this isn't election... Yeah, like two months away? Yeah, it's November 6th. Yeah. And one of the key things of this election was this Supreme Court seat held indeed. previously by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, yes. Infamous kind of liberal um, and liberal in the terms of the American version of liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Supreme Court judge. Um, now, from my understanding of the Supreme Court, it is sort of about understanding kind of the role of the Constitution, what isn't isn't acceptable, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of deals with the big issues. So, for example, in this case, abortion is a is a really critical issue in the United States. Um, Roe v. Wade, yes. Roe v. Wade, yes, Mister Roe v. Wade. Um, <laughs> imagine thinking that someone's <laughs> name is like Roe. <laughs> Vincent, or whatever. <laughs> Roe Vincent Wade. <laughs> oh. um, hey, in Australia, do we do the verses? Do we have like the people versus Anthony Starks or something like that? Well, we have the V. I think, I'm not sure if it's, this has changed, but in like first year of law school, they try to drill into you that if it's a criminal case, then the V stands for against. Right. And if it's a civil matter, then the V stands for and. But I would not be surprised if that has changed and we do just use verses. Right. I mean, I've said verses before and no one has slapped me across the wrist. So I'm assuming that it's teach their own kind of thing. Right. Okay. I get that. Um, So, yeah, this Supreme Court seat is really, really critical um, because it Mm. kind of effectively changes the balance of power. And the idea was have Joe Biden win the election and Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg steps down or dies (laughs) as as she's done. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Rip to a real one. <laughs> As she's done. <laughs> Pour one out for the homies. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she died. And so I believe she was fighting pancreatic cancer for years. So, like, actually, in seriousness, it's very sad. Um, hmm. But this means that Donald Trump now has the ability to nominate a Republican or pro-Trump okay. Supreme Court judge. Mm-hmm. And this is a position for life. This is not a position yeah. where, um, you know, you can really take someone out, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there are, it might be the same in the United States as it, in, as it is in Australia, potentially. But there's, like, as in Australia, we've had the High Court since, like, 1901 or whatever. And yeah. there, across all courts, there's the, it is until... Uh, in Australia, it's until you're 70 and then you have to retire. In the United States, it's for life. Yeah. Um, but there's like some little exception slash way to get rid of people when it comes to like, I think it's like misdemeanor yeah, or something. Right. But like, you know, ser- serious criminal offence. And we haven't even got to that point in Australia in what, over 100 and, 119 years. So yeah. it's... It's technically not for life because there is a way to get rid of them, but it just happens, like, basically never. And I think there are plenty of cases in the United States of judge who, judges who have yep. done, like, corrupt shit and they're still around. So Probably. That makes sense. I, uh, mm. But, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. And, you know, there's been a lot of outpouring of, of kind of grief. Um, I can imagine Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell are very excited mm-hmm. to kind of um, The turtle try- man. Yeah, the turtle man to try and push through a nomination. Mm. So, mm. but it's tricky, and a lot of people Indeed. are saying he'll be able to do it in time um, because. And of election. course, yeah, and like you were just about to say, I think, and with election year, the whole the big drama when Donald Trump first kind of got in was in that subsequent, however many months in Obama's last term, there was another Supreme Court. Judge uh, Anton Scalia, who right. also died, yes. and they were attempting to replace. And then there's this whole thing about all these Republicans saying, "Well, you can't appoint a judge in an election year. Just wait until the next president." Yeah. Um, and of course, they will now be attempting to do exactly what they were so strongly opposed to four yeah. years ago. Now, in trying to push through a judge because of their agenda, etc. Yeah. So I got to be honest, I don't think Trump gives a shit about any precedent like that. He will try and push through a Supreme Court judge, I think, or it will be Mitch McConnell yeah, yeah. because I imagine Trump probably more cares about his campaign rather than necessarily any kind of judge, um, mm-hmm. especially if he loses. But Mitch McConnell obviously wants to establish a, a Republican presence on the Supreme Court. Um, mm-hmm. This will energize voters, I think, significantly. I don't think for more or less. But it will definitely push more people to vote for Biden in that they're like, okay, we really need him to win so that Trump cannot select a Supreme Court judge. But on the other hand, abortion is a key is one of the key issues, probably the key issue for evangelical Christians. And they mm. are a significant voting bloc in America, but they don't always vote Republican because the, the, they have two key issues, which is Israel supporting Israel because they believe that the existence of Israel means that the world is going to end soon. And they want this because then they can go to heaven. 
which is kind mm-hmm. of when you think about it. But also abortion <laughs> is a big issue. And so yeah. this whole yeah. Roe v. Wade thing. And so they this might energize them to come out more clearly for Trump. So obviously this mm. is going to be a very important election now for a whole range of reasons. Um, just kind of going back to what you were saying with, um, you know, like Obama being able to select. I think it was, was it Merrick Garland or something like that? Um, yes. Yeah. So he was some like super duper, well qualified, like, yeah. you know, quote unquote liberal. But I think the prevailing opinion was that he was basically a centrist. Like, right. you know, the most kind of <laughs> middle of the road. Um, so, yeah, they, I think they, there was a whole bunch of filibustering or they just generally blocked it because they had the majority in the Senate. And then yeah. Trump got in and then he nominated a conservative judge who had, like, questionable background and morals and all that crap as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I think the... The thing was that prior to, I think Obama's nomination was the first time, like if that had gone through, it would have been the first time in a long time that the Supreme, like the um, makeup of the Supreme Court was technically liberal, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, so that I think that would, would have been one of the first, because it's 3-3 it's three, three, and then I think there's one centrist. I think that's how it's like, portrayed um yeah. and then obviously the conservative justice prior to now scalia died and then obama's nomination would have been another centrist so then it would have the makeup of their kind of approach to interpretation would have flipped but now we have the potential where uh conservative has been replaced with a conservative already and now you've got the kind of the most liberal judge on the bench being potentially replaced by a conservative, which is kind of the point that we're bringing up and I think why the opposition and, uh, I guess, kind of uproar about the potential uh, impact of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death has, has really brought up where it's like so far the balance has been on a centrist judge, whereas if another conservative is on the bench, then... There's no balance. That doesn't matter because there'll be four conservative judges on the Supreme Court and therefore their opinion is the opinion, really. Yeah, well, Trump did say he would pick another woman and it's likely that he will go for Amy Coney Barrett, um, who mm-hmm. I guess is a big Trump supporter. Um, you would have to be. You'd I'm have to be. to Google her. You'd have to be, a, a, like, you can't just be a Republican to kind of get Trump's said, you have to be a kind of vocal. I think she's like a, an intense Catholic, um, which is obviously very opposite to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was, you know, the first Jewish she? Supreme Court mm-hmm. judge, um, like the longest serving Jewish Supreme Court judge. Um, yeah. And I think this is such a, you know, critical thing is like, you know, you talk about majorities. So even if they Trump, does win the election, but he loses the kind of majority in the House, it makes it difficult. But the thing is, Trump has the majority, something that Obama lost in after only two years. Mm. Um, and this is what a lot of people had said about RBG, is that she should have retired when Obama would be able to like pick the successor. Um, yeah, but yeah. obviously, she thought, and 
fuck, I thought, and so many people outside of the US thought Hillary Clinton would take the election very, very easily. Um, I mean, I guess she did get more votes technically or something along those lines, but it doesn't really matter because the aim is to, to win, not necessarily to get more votes, to get those electoral college picks. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, she's, she's such a interesting, inspiring figure. And like, you know, there's, there's obviously with any politician person, there is like, no one is perfect. There are always kind of going to be issues. Like I know for RBG, she kind of dropped the ball a lot on kind of indigenous rights and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, like I said, all human beings are inherently flawed. No one is going to come out being perfect. I think the issue does come sometimes with raising people up as idols. And so, like, I see a lot of kind of RBG valorization at the moment, which is, like, so totally Mm. fine. But I think it is also important to remember, you know, oh, where did she kind of drop the ball and how can we move forward from there? You know, if I was Mm. Native American in the United States and I was kind of seeing, you know, everyone kind of saying, oh, she's, she's amazing. She was the kind of final bastion against fascism. And then, you know, she's deliberately voted against Native rights multiple times. Um, I would be like, oh, well, fuck me then. I guess I, I'm just not really thought about or included in this kind of broader liberal spectrum, mm. um, which is a kind of often a, a criticism of kind of indigenous and, and even African-American groups is that, you know, when push comes to shove, the interests often come for the interests of, of white people in the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And obviously there are, there are exceptions because the Democratic Party is a ginormous machine. Um mm. You know, if we compare, you know, it's it's a hundred times larger than anything that the Labour Party or Liberal Party could ever envision, um, mm. and both kind of parties are, are a bit more modelled on on the Democratic Party. Um, I suppose there are some members of the Libs who kind of look towards the Republicans, but I would argue that you know the kind of Hillary Clinton right wing aspect of the Democratic Party it fits probably more succinctly with. Um, the Liberal Party in Australia. Yeah, sure, um, sure. And then, you know, maybe outside of someone say, like, obviously Scott Morrison is, you know, a bit of a Trump fan, but I also would say there would be no difference between him and, and Hillary Clinton and how Scott Morrison mm. would handle this. Um, and then, you know, One Nation might be a better kind of example of the, of the more kind of Donald Trump-esque Republican Party that it is now, the GOP. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. Um, do you know anything about Amy Coney Barrett, Barnett, Barrett? Uh, no, other than a very quick Wikipedia search that I conducted um, uh, 15 to 20 seconds ago. Um, apparently, she was uh, mentored by the old mate who I've mentioned a couple of times, uh, the conservative justice who died. Michael Kirby? Antonin Scalia. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fuck, can you imagine? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it would be a very, if that is any indication of her, like, approach to interpretation, like, that's very, very mm. conservative. So that would be a huge change to the approach of the court. Oh, all right. I'm, yeah, I'm looking so, now. I'm reading about her. Mm. Um, she's widely reported as the front runner to replace Justice. Anthony Kennedy in 2018. She has articulated anti-abortion views and is a member of Catholic group People of Praise, which has adherents swear loyalty oaths to each other and assigns them as personal advisors. What? Right. Loyalty oath? Interesting. 
Um, There's another rabbit hole that we did. <laughs> yeah. Right. All uh, right. So it sounds like she is more saying she doubts that Roe vs. Wade abortion would ever be overturned, but it's more about mm. whether abortions will be publicly or privately funded. Right. So that this is, you know, um, what's it called? I can't remember. Family planning or something like that in America. Um, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't articulate what it is. But yeah, I'm with you. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, they've been trying to overturn Roe v. Wade since it was decided in like, was it the 70s or something? Um, it feels like a 70s-esque thing. Yeah, it does. It? But yeah, um, mm. what do you actually, what is your, what is your pick for the actual, the American election? Because it's getting close and, and obviously, you know, we're Australians and we're, we're kind of a little bit insulated from that kind of political culture. Mm. I would say, fuck it, thank God, because it is all consuming. It's effectively two years of election. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So a few months ago, you and I were talking about Democratic nominees and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and now we're getting close to the the actual, you know, the big day. Um. So what is your what is your pick? What do you think? Hmm. Well, I think that what well, seems to be that the well, at least a view is that Klobuchar was probably the best pick that Biden could have made for VP. Um, given the, I guess, potential options that were available, he's picked, you know, a woman of colour who, mm. while she didn't do great in the presidential debates, is nonetheless, I guess, a really positive, symbolic um, counter-candidate to the representation that Donald Trump kind of presents Right, and yeah. obviously Mike Pence, presumably he will remain VP um, mm. moving forward. Uh, so I think symbolically, it's it's probably a a good choice. Um, whether that symbolic choice will be enough to, I guess, invigorate enough voters to, I guess, accept that and, um. I guess, like, take a chance of another on another old, privileged, rich white man to, I guess, lead <laughs> lead this country in a good uh, and positive direction. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm sort of anyone but Trump mentality, I suppose, for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll probably be it, and it's... I guess ultimately it's a question of whether um, you're kind of, uh, what's the word? The, like, protest votes, if they will Mm. be done by voting for Joe Biden or if they will be done by abstaining. And if Mm. they're abstaining, then I think think we'll see another another Trump victory. But I'm, I'm tentatively hopeful that I don't think Donald Trump will win. Okay, on the opposite, I think Trump, I think Trump is going to win. Um, I mm. think... Well, I mean, as we were saying previously, he's like, his promises have been <laughs> kept at an alarming rate. It's, it's <laughs> like, yeah, and uh, I think Trump will win this election. Mm-hmm. I think he will lose, maybe he'll lose majority, but he'll definitely, like, Republicans will lose seats in the House of Reps and Congress and stuff like that, or the Senate mm. or whatever it is. Um, 
because this happens every time with a second term president. Um, happens in, in Australia, yeah, happens yeah. in most countries. You don't really see gains. Um, for example, our most recent election in Australia, nothing changed. Like, I think it was just a couple of seats switched hands, but I think it ended up the exact same number of, of Liberal versus Labour or something like that. <laughs> you know, which is um, maybe indicative of, of Australian society at the moment is that it's uh, split, but not at a point where it will counterbalance or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, America is so divided and there's so many kind of um, outside groups now and, and kind of movements. Obviously, Black Lives Matter is such an important movement now, especially kind of for the Democrats and on the left and for the right. Mm. I would argue that kind of conspiracy theory as things like QAnon. QAnon is spreading like wildfire. I would say there are millions of people now who believe in kind of Q conspiracies. Oh, um, excellent. Yeah. And that is so linked to Donald Trump. And so that is a, a fanatical base. That supports mm. him, and then, like I said, evangelical Christians, especially in relation to abortion and Israel. Something you know, Trump is very supportive of Israel. Move the embassy mm. to Jerusalem. Um, these are kind of voting blocks that I think will come out strong for Trump. So, mm. but yeah, I've been wrong right. before. I, I thought Hillary Clinton would would breeze like walk uh, walk away with the election. I thought it was <laughs> no contest, and I obviously extremely wrong. Yeah, um, well, so did everyone else uh, up until the results of the election actually came through. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a hard call, but I'm I'm going to say that. Well, at least in this way, one of us is right, and then we can milk the shit out yes, of that moving forward. Yes, um, but my <laughs> the po- po- listen to podcasts. Mm. We we correctly predicted the outcome mm. of the election. Indeed. Well, technically, we can correctly predict everything because the yeah. outcome of anything is, you know, either one way or the other, right? Which so... is kind of fucked if there are three outcomes. Yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> like, that's why we bring on guests. That's right. Like, who is the, um, oh, what's his name? It, like, Gary Johnson, the uh, libertarian candidate. Yeah, let's look, look libertarian oh, US. Shit. Yeah, we need, we need someone for that. That's obviously Simona's pick. She's, she Anti-tax. loves, um, she loves the libertarian candidate. Hold on. The libertarian candidate is Joe Jorgensen. Joe Joe... Jorgensen. Yeah, yeah. And Spike Cohen was nominated for vice president. Oh, oh, oh. Spike Cohen. It's a lady libertarian. I didn't think that was a, didn't think that was a thing. What does that mean? Uh, she's an American academic and libertarian political activist. Is in the Libertarian Party nominee for president. Ah. She was previously right. the party's nominee for vice president in 1996. Jesus, that's some uh, time out to then uh, come roaring back. Right, right. Interesting. So is, there a, is there a Greens candidate this year? There um... is. Uh, Howie Hawkins. And he's, uh, he's the Greens candidate, Howie Hawkins. He uh, co-founded mm. the Greens party. Um, really? He... Yeah, and his symbol Doesn't is... Doesn't that make him, like, a million years old? Or is the greatest party... I, in America, I don't think. He's 67. So that's pretty old. But okay. they're all pretty old. But he, um, his, uh, his slogan is H2O, H20. Wow. Now he's walking <laughs> 2020, which is so adorable, <laughs> old grand... Like, old left-wing granddad. Um... <laughs> Oh, fuck. Is he like a hydro homie? He's just... Hydro homie. Fucking froths water. 
He, uh, yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for him because I think he missed the ballot in a lot of states. Um, <laughs> well, so did Kanye, so he's in good yeah. company. I, you know, I would think Kanye would probably fit better on the libertarian part, like, picket. Like, mm. just I can, I can see him coming out in, like, a full gold suit and just being like, vote for me, libertarian. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that video going around of him peeing on one of his Grammys. So, what I was mean, that? I have I no sh- fucking idea. I, I saw like, like I didn't even like, look at it. <laughs> he no, I've I've seen this. He he just put his Grammy in the toilet and pissed on it. And you know what? You know what I saw? Kanye West has a very healthy piss. It's not. It's, like, it's very clear. He's a hydro homie as well. Hydro homie, and I saw it. I'm like, you know what? I need to drink more water so I can have Kanye West level of like nice, clear, healthy piss. Not so, <laughs> not so yellow. Not so kind of libertarian yellow. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like America. Maybe that's so... <laughs> that's the message they was trying to get across. He's a Howie Horn. You know, he he drew you in I with the, the Grammy, but actually, it was a political statement. America is such <laughs> the um, the empire in collapse. You know, like it's such the declining mm. power. When you just think about all the political people, it sounds like some of the weird people that were like at the end of the Roman Empire or something. Some weird fucking emperor, yeah, yeah. who was like jerking off in vats of wine or something along those lines. I don't know. If that was the thing. Um, the craziest shit. All the crazy, and this—I think it's because. Oh, I think it's for a range of issues, but I think one of it is just the generation. It's like we're at the end of the boomer generation, yeah, and so it's yeah. kind of the young boomers coming up, who are kind of in their sixties and seventies now, and uh, you know, there's no great generations left. It's all boomers running the country. Um, while in Australia, I think we have a younger kind of political class. You know what? Mm. How old is uh how old is old mate Scomo? I think he's forties, right? Or I'm gonna say fifty one. Okay, that's an interesting guess. I think he's fifty five. He's fifty two. You know what? Whoa. You know well, what? He looks, you're he the Greens like... here, Jordan, and I'm the Liberals, so I should have been close. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You don't even know your your leader. How old? Oh, how old? How old is uh? Well, no one gives a fuck about uh oh, you know Michael what? McCormack. Isn't he yeah. like ninety-three? I don't know. I don't want to know. You know what? Just because he's so ineffective, I'm not even gonna search Anthony Albanese. How old do you think Billy mm. Boy is? How old do you think Bill Shorten is? Bill Shorten. He is probably in his forty, so I'm gonna say forty seven. Prepare to be shocked. Bill Shorten is he's... older than Scott Morrison. He's fifty three. What? I know! He looks great for his age. It's all the walking that he does, I reckon. He's so he's so compact and, and little. <laughs> uh, it all kind of... He gets him going. Anthony Albanese <laughs> is 57. Jesus. Anthony. He looks 57. I believe that. How Clive. Relevant. Clive Palmer. Yes. Uh, oh, he's got to be like 62 or something, right? 66. Yeah, good guess. Good guess. Ooh. Oh, oh! He's, he's an old lad. Here's a curveball. Mm. Former Prime Minister Julia Gillard. Have a guess about how old she is. Julia Gillard. I'm going to say. Oh, mate. Well, because she was. Was she old when she was Prime Minister? 
I reckon she was in her 40s when she was Prime Minister, so she must be, like, 58. Holy shit. Perfect. Bang on. Yes. Bang on 58. Incredible. Perfect. Um, I know I know my red-headed female Prime Ministers, Jordan. You do. You former do. Prime Ministers. Sorry. Former Prime Ministers, all of them. Uh, who else is it? Who else is it? Mm. Kevin Rudd. How old is Kev? No one cares. Rudd. No one cares. No one cares. But isn't he like, I'm going to say he's like 70. I think nah, he's old he's, as fuck. He's 62. Oh, okay. But like, he does, he has age. That's still quite old. Oh, how old is Malcolm? Yeah. How old is, he is. Malcolm? The silk. Oh, Malcolm's 60. He's 65. He, fuck, he's old. He looks so much better Jesus. than Kevin Rudd. Kevin Rudd at 62. Malcolm Turner. Oh, yeah. This is what money does to you, right? Like, this is the... This is the <laughs> he's able to take care of himself. So I'm sure... Oh, how old is Tones? Tony Abbott. Tony Abbott looks about 80, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's like... No, nah, I reckon he's, he's in his 60s, Tony Abbott. 63? 62. That's a good guess. Tony Abbott is a weird mm. guy. Like I'm looking at him now, and he just he's doesn't just... <laughs> look right. <laughs> he's such a weird like. He almost transcends age. I just where it's like he's technically he must be like hundreds of years old because he is a lizard, right? He and just then yeah, like carbonates. Oh, mm, it's incredible. I'm seeing some. Oh, God, I'm seeing some photos of Tony Abbott right <laughs> What the heck is going on? Him in the Speedos? He's attached to Oh, it's sort of... a classic. Oh, gosh. Tony. What a wild time that was. Tony Abbott, you know. It was. You forget that he was Prime Minister of our country. You do. It's been, a, it's been quite a few since him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the turnover has been quite high. It's, it's been a while. Well, how long has Scott Morrison been in? When has when is he getting rolled? When is ScoMo getting well? Wrong? They well, they changed all the rules about how you replace someone. So I don't think I think Scott Morrison might be the first one since uh, the OG John Howard until um, who actually completes a term. Is this what we're up to? Are we up to no one's completed a full like a full term yet without a? Wow. I'm pretty sure because I reckon. I mean, Kevin Rudd was the closest, but. Before yeah. it was definitely before his re-election that there was the whole Julia Gillard drama. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, after that it was. Uh, Abbott Turnbull. Morrison. I love a good. Because I missed one. Mm. I love a good show because well because the Labour Party. It's just disappointing that it won't happen again. Really. Yeah, because it's always a good time. Always get someone to come up and be like, I'm loyal to my prime minister. And then 17 minutes later, he's like, I'm voting. Uh, I've called uh, the Liberal Party conference to uh, battle for leadership or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you don't hear about the Liberal Party conf- conference anymore, do you? It's just uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I think partly. I'm not sure who else is out there that could go for the top spot. Because mm, Dunn no, got that's a fair down hard. Yeah, so Dutton can't come back. Matthias is like leaving. Yeah, Matthias. Um, there's no one else in the House of Reps. The only person, I think... I... Josh Frydenberg, maybe, but I just don't see him winning an election. Mm, he would. He would be closest, and I think it's tradition that the treasurer, the next step up from treasurer, is 
uh, leader. Um, yeah. So I, th- I feel like he must be. I mean, he's quite young, and he is. Quite I don't young. think he's actually as hardcore as people think slash make him out to be. Uskomo or um, Josh Frydenberg? Josh Frydenberg. Right. I think he's actually he's actually a bit more kind of capable and switched on than people give him credit for because of the whole like that fucking royal commission picture with the uh, former judge yeah. who just looks, could not look more disgusted and some of the kind of general crap that he's I guess kind of had to say to toe the party line. Um Allegedly. Um, so I think that, yeah, I, th- I think that as it currently stands, um, you're absolutely right. But I think that if, if there is actually a legitimate kind of, I guess, moderate movement within the Liberal Party, mm. um, then Josh Frydenberg could potentially, right. and I reckon possibly be a reasonable face of that. Interesting. So you would say that Josh, old mate Joshy Frydenberg, fits in with the moderates. Oh, I think he's he's further towards the the right than your classic moderates. He's not. A, he's definitely. He's not a Burmo. He's not a Simon Burmo. No, 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 no. He's not a Burmo. But but you know, I actually agree with that. I reckon I, he's in. He's a bit hard he's to in play. The scope. He's somehow a centrist in the Liberal Party. Um, yeah. And, you know, if he does become PM, it will be the first Liberal Prime Minister in oh, a long time that hasn't come from Sydney. Um, yeah, true, true. A Victorian. Um, he, he is a bloody Victorian, though. Sadly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're just like, mm, you know what? Don't support him now. Well, I did, like, work for him for a week, so I can't be. Did you? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever meet him or...? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I met him quite a few times, actually. Ah. But, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I literally have a photo with him. You have a photo with Fun him. fact, I literally have a photo with current treasurer. You know who You know who I feel is a very sad? Sad because you just know he's reached his peak of his political career. Greg Hunt. Mm. Greg Hunt. Fucking classic. Greg is Hunt, he is he education now? No, he's health. He's health. His health. Of course he is. Of course um, he is. Greg, yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg Hunt has nowhere else to go. Greg Hunt is no. nowhere else but down. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah. There's just one hundred percent. There is no going up for you. Um, every time he kind of pops up, he's like, "Hello, everyone." Uh, yeah. Today, I want to talk about. Um, uh, I want to talk about health. I want to talk about uh, mental health. <laughs> it just, it's just not. He's just uh, not doing anything for anyone. Nah. He's got he's got nothing. And then that's about it. I don't know who else could really go for it. Mm. Um, that's right, because the, the thing is like it's 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 limited, quote unquote, to obviously people who are in House of Reps to to take yeah, on the role. But it's not and too like, hard to switch. This is why the Labour Party yeah, is getting yeah. there's much more there's more people there, there's more higher chance of a spill. Because we need that mm. to just kind of get through everything. Yeah, yeah. Because we just need to keep things. Australian politics has just <laughs> hit a bit they, of a rut. They, they have. We're, we're, it's it's moving along. The cogs are turning. Well, we're probably we're probably due for a spill soon. 
Um, and, you know... Well, if the, the media is anything to go by, that's happening in the Senate, though, instead of the House of Reps, so... Oh, tell me about this. I'm not, I'm not too up to date Oh, with this it. is just the whole thing with Matthias, uh, is it retiring or quitting or whatever at the end of the... Yeah, I think he's, end he's of his like term. going for it again. Yeah, and then whoever becomes then the leader of the Senate, etc. But I guess that's not really a spill. That's just like what should actually happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally. Michaela like Cash becomes... Uh... Oh, God. That that would be cursed. Mm, that that would be that would certainly be something. It would be something. Mm. We have to be careful about what you say. I mean, I can say whatever the fuck I want, but you have to be careful about what you say. <laughs> what, about, what about Christian Porter? Oh, who the the Attorney General? Yeah. Um, fuck, I I really don't know. He he's a an interesting egg, Christian Porter. Like I don't I don't know where. Where I'm supposed to, or where he wants the public to sit on their opinion of him. Christian Porter has an absolutely stunning wife. I've just seen a photo. She is oh, so on. far out of his league. Christian. Porter. I mean, it's very. They're like a wife. very kind of. Um... It is the second. <laughs> so if I if I Google Christian Porter, the suggestions are Christian Porter wife. Christian Porter first wife, Christian Porter Jane Norman, who I'm pretty sure is his wife's name. Oh, no, it's yeah. like no, it's Jennifer Porter. Shout out, he's done, Jennifer. He's done well. Welcome on the pod anytime. Loyal listener. <laughs> they're, they're separated. They separated in January. Oh, it's COVID. It's, it's tricky, man. It's hard to keep it all together. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. So on, there was an Australian article in... January of this year, right? That they separated, but then there's an article on Christian Porter MP's website saying, "Born and raised in Western Australia, Ganchip home with his wife Jennifer, son Lachlan, and daughter Florence." Maybe they've 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 put it, tried to patch it back together. Hmm. Um, well, this is the thing. Like, if actually, no, I won't say that. That's I'll <laughs> um, <laughs> say it and we'll just cut it. I'll cut it. I'll no, cut it. I was just, I was, like, it, it's, it's fine to say, but like, if working uh, in the like vicinity of the Attorney General's department has taught me anything, like, yeah. the work of an Attorney General is fucked. Like, the right. hours that need to be spent just on stuff is. Yeah. Absolutely fucking ludicrous. I want to become like so. Prime I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go on a holiday to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-mm. Especially in like in the midst of some sort of crisis, I think that's probably the best time to do it. Wait, wait, hang on. So you're telling me that Jennifer Porter is now single and available? Well, that's as in. Hold on, let me get yeah. it up before. Christian so on at, at the number. very least, at the very least on the twenty fourth of January of this year. Yeah, right. Uh, she was single. So we can we can break it up. We can break them up, and mm. then you know, Jennifer, if you're listening, I can make you happy. Oh, she has a LinkedIn profile. Fuck, we need to advertise our podcast on LinkedIn. 
You've got the that's, that's the, how to. Oh, Jennifer Porter is actually state prosecutor for director of public prosecutions. I don't know what that really? is. Really? Oh, the DPP. So they do all the like criminal prosecutions. Right. I bet they on met behalf of the state or something because they're both lawyers, aren't they? Then. Yeah, yeah. Porter gets a tattoo after election win. What? Why do you get a hey, tattoo of? That's was it a tattoo of Peter Dutton's face or? Okay, when was this? This was from 2019. Um, was there an election in 2019? Attorney General Christian Porter in the marginal seat away from Liberal. Labor has failed to snatch the marginal seat of Pierce away from Liberals and Attorney General Christian Porter in Western Australia. Attorney General Christian Porter is standing by his promise to get inked after retaining his seat of Pierce in the federal election. What? What a in the stupid fucking promise. I promised my team that if we won with an increased majority, I'd get a tattoo. No, wow. I'm not getting Clarkson's postcode as much as I like. That's incredible. What has he got? What has he got? It just, would someone tell me what he, what he went and got? I don't know. It'd, it'd be something like go, Christian annoyingly too. insignificant. Yeah, it's not. He's not getting it. Oh my god, did he actually? Is it get a full it? back tattoo of John Howard? It is the nerdiest shit. I cannot believe this. You need to Google Christian hold Porter. On. Can I just Google this? Yes. What is that? It's an oh my ex- god! It's a an oh. X wing. <laughs> Porter, the Attorney General. <laughs> Got an X-wing tattooed on himself when he only in Australia. What? I cannot believe this. That's incredible. I did oh my not God. expect that. Christian Porter is is a Star Wars. You'd think he's the Liberal Party. You'd think he'd be an Empire man rather than the Liberal. <laughs> oh, but you know what? The Liberals are all about small government. You know. <laughs> so maybe he is. I I am shocked. I'm shook. Oh, that's that's changed everything. This has changed. Wow, everything. we could have a that's, prime that's... minister with a Star Wars tattoo, Anthony. <laughs> oh wow, fuck! This is this is how we get young people involved in the uh, the liberal movement. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's so funny! <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. Well, well, here we go. Australian politics. See, it's much more interesting than the United States. <laughs> it's a lot more loose. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man, wow! I, that has literally made my day. I will. Christian Porter has a hot wife and a Star Wars tattoo. He has it all. <laughs> I mean, yes, he probably He's works got it all. Twenty-two hour days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. Other than that. Upon retirement, he is he is flying. Jeez. Um, oh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Anthony? I'm sorry, I'm shocked by that. I know. <laughs> we've kind of like we've just hit hit a moment in time where we're like, where where do we go from here? <laughs> Porter's Star Wars tattoo. Oh, amazing. Oh, well, there okay. You go. There you go. That's it, you know, it's it's the stunned silence of uh, I guess the end of the podcast. It's uh, when we've uh, 
we've recognized where we've gone from our conversation. Um, I mean, for a while there, you and I were just talking about guessing ages. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, now, people that might was not a be lot of fun, actually. <laughs> you just put me in your pocket, you idiot. I still had the video up. I just watched <laughs> you put me in your pocket. All right, so if people don't know, Anthony has accidentally somehow, for the program we use, now I, I can see him. Oh, he's pulled him in, and he just put me in his pocket, forgetting that I've been watching this entire time. Well, I've been looking at his roof, actually. Uh... We, we <laughs> ducted. Oh, yeah. shout out. <laughs> We love Doctor. It's very good. Yes, sorry. I mean, I did. I'm, I've was, just become so used to the video now being here that I, I, I did forget. So I do that apologize. Was, that was amazing to see you pick it up. It was oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to chat about? Any share? Any important issues you want to raise awareness for? Important issues. Um, look, I don't. I don't think so. I'm sure that I thought of some important issues during the week that I've since forgotten. Um, I need to start writing them down, I think. So do I. It's we one should... of those like, oh, yeah, I'll remember that. And then yeah. I don't remember it. Um, what else is going on? Victoria. Shout out to all the Victorians. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. It's happening. Cases are dropping. Yeah, what? yeah. They're really like a... Victoria's been a bit weird with the cases dropping thing because there was like a what felt like a solid week where they were just milling around like 40 or 50, which is a really like weird number to be. Yeah. Um, I think they have to but, drop to a specific case number for two weeks before they can kind of reduce restrictions. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not too sure. But like, absolutely, every Victorian, even the ones who are probably out there anti mask protesting, like, it's hard. You know, we make the joke, but a lot of respect and a lot of love for everyone kind of going through all that yeah. stuff. But also anyone else who has, you know, fuck, anyone who has COVID in Australia. You know what? Globally. Shout out. Mm. Shout out. You know what? Shout out to everyone. Every human being alive. You know? That's a big call. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a big one. And, you know, there are some interesting human beings out there. Some of them have Star Wars tattoos. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? I'm standing by that shout out. We need listeners, Anthony. And um, hopefully, when people realize, oh, fuck, I've been shouted out on a, on a podcast, they'll give it An a listen. Internationally acclaimed podcast. Internationally acclaimed. Um, but yeah, thank Indeed. you so much for listening, everyone. Um, mm. I hope everyone thank is, you. Uh, you know, Simbuki. Yeah. All that jazz. Very good. Indeed. And we look forward to uh, episode 14, where we'll have a uh, friend of the show, Christian Porter, on to uh, talk about his tattoo. Yep. And uh, then episode 15, uh, even more importantly, um, my... <laughs> Jennifer uh, Porter. Jennifer Porter. <laughs> oh. Jennifer, you know, you know how to get in contact. Uh, hit up the Instagram, hit up the Twitter. Uh, we'll make a LinkedIn. <laughs> Link, hit up LinkedIn any way you oh. want to get in contact, Jennifer. Let me know. Um, so, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. For us, ramble. How long are we going? Oh, a little Probably. while. Um, Hopefully, long enough to string something together. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. And, uh, Very good. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. Stay safe. Stay strong.